this is Rob Bow, and today at Dutch Turbo Talks we're talking to Stefan de Bot from Team Dimension Tada about the Tour de Pologne. It's Friday the 2nd of August, the Tour de France is already behind us and the cycling world is gearing up for the last couple of months of the season. World Tour racing continues this weekend in San Sebastian in London and also in the Tour de Bologna where our guest for today's Tux Turbo Talks podcast will be racing, Stefan de Bot from Team Dimension Data. Welcome Stefan, how are you? No, I'm very, very good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, you made it to, uh, to Poland without any visa issues? Yeah, without any visa issues. Yeah, I've heard like you, you're struggling a bit this year with some visa Yes, I, I've had quite a bit of struggle from the start of the season to with the visa to, to enter the, the Schengen area because I was I last year I when I was in the Continental team it was easier for us um, to get Italian visas to stay there for long term because the Italian the, the Continental team was registered as an Italian team. So we could then get um, something like a works permit almost but and then, yeah, but then when I signed with the World Tour team, because the World Tour team is uh, um, South African, they did not allow us to renew the Italian, um, what they call a permesso, to stay there for a longer time. And uh, yeah, this year then I wanted to do um, a Spanish residency, which failed in the, in the first attempt, failed, and then got on a tourist visa, which is only valid for 90, day, 90 days. And... Uh, which is now, I think I only have three weeks left. And um, yeah, but luckily I'm, can be, I can be in Poland for now and then just focus on the racing for as long as I can uh, until it expires. So you only have three weeks left in Spain. Is that uh, three weeks for La Vuelta? And yes, the problem is the visa expired just before the Vuelta. So, uh, and doing the Vuelta would be a dream come true, but unfortunately... It doesn't look like it's going to happen. I'm still trying to to get a way to do it, but uh, at this stage, it's really difficult to to return to Europe because um, my 90 days will be finished before the Volta starts. So it sort of like must cost you quite a bit of mental energy, maybe during the season as well, then or not? Yes, it's a lot of stress, but I'm really lucky. I have my family at home that helped me a lot with the like running the visas and collecting documents and it's uh the thing about the visa is it's it's a lot more complicated than most people think as a south african because it's not just like you go and get a visa and you go to europe you travel to europe and when your visa is finished just go back to south africa and get a new one it doesn't work like that so you would get a 90-day visa, but you get and you can spend 90 days in a Schengen area in the space of 180 days. So I can't in the season if I don't have a residency in in Europe, then I can't go to Europe and spend um, spend more than three months racing, unless I enter the, the country, go out and enter again for the 180 days to. to make 90 days in 180 days so which is really difficult and yeah i'm still working on it 
yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of things go in behind the scenes, obviously in in the world of cycling as well. But let's uh, let's focus on the positive for the rest of this uh, this talk. You're going into the Tour of Poland, but you're actually coming off the Tour of Austria, in which you had like a great race, third overall in the GC, fifth on two really tough mountain stages. Did you feel it was sort of like a breakthrough? Yes, definitely. I I went to um, to Austria and I, I knew I had good form because. I did um, my first real world, world tour race was the Criterium de Dauphine, and that was a really great experience and really tough racing. And I did learn a lot there. And then after that week of racing, uh, I was I was really tired, so I recovered well and then started to to train and build build on the form. And as I went to into Austria, I had really good legs. But I didn't expect to to finish third on GC. That was a really super good surprise, and I'm really happy with that. So I, yeah, I, that's that's one good thing, and I would really like to build on that result in the future. And now going in in the Tour of Poland, are you more in a in a team role for this one, or what, what's your role going to be? I think the first few stages are a bit more flat, so maybe helping Kev out, and after that there are a bit of hilly stages. What's what's your role going to be? Um, I haven't really, we haven't really discussed that yet, but yes, as you say, the first few stages is a bit, but more, is flatter. So I would, I would guess I, I'm, will be a support rider for Cav for the sprints and, um, yeah, just help the team out and stay in front as much as possible, which is really important in, especially in Poland. And, um, yeah, it's, um, and then the rest of the race where, where it really gets hard, where we head into the mountains, um, I would also like be one of the guys to try and get something something out of the race and yeah for at the end of the day we want we want to win and if we can get if I can be in the GC in the top ten top five podium then the higher always is the is better so yeah I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, as you mentioned, Kevin is just riding as well. What's it like for you coming out of the development team from uh, Dimension Data to stepping up to the World Tour team this year and riding with accomplished riders like Kevin Dish? Are there specific lessons that you've learned? Yes. Um, last year in the, in the Continental team, the racing was completely different than the World Tour team. Um, the racing in, in the World Tour is a lot more controlled and it, there's a lot to learn. You can't in last year, when you feel good, you would normally ride off your good feeling, and and you would show it. And and here, kind of, you have to save save it because it's a lot more the the whole team that works together. And um, maybe save if you have, even if you have good legs, save the good legs for a more important stage or a more important um, a part in the race. And yeah, riding my first race that I. That I did with the team was tour of Turkey, where Kev and Renshaw was also part of the part of the team. Um, that was that was really I was really <laughs> going into the into the race. I was really stressed because I didn't want to be part of the lead out for Kev and then do something wrong and then just stuff up the finish and like so that he don't get the result that he was looking for. Um, so I yeah in the in the start racing with Cavendish was really. Um, that was really stressful, but he's such a nice guy, and I I learned so, so much about it, um, so so much from him. So yeah, I'm, yeah, it was really nice to to race, meet him, and race with him. Do you also pick up some uh, some lessons in the sprint? Because I was looking at the pro cycling stats, and they give like a rating per specialty. 
and out of a hundred, you've got a zero <laughs> for the sprint. Yeah, yeah. Look, have, it, have they got it wrong? Yeah, look, I'm not. I'm not. I'm. They, they, you have to be honest. Like, I'm not. I'm probably. I'm not a sprinter at all. I normally don't get involved in the sprints. So, also even with that, like being in a lead out is really stressful. Um, I think my strengths come in with a few a longer efforts. So, pulling in the front for a lead out, I'm. I can be pretty good. I think. Um, but yeah, like you said, like if you see the points out of 100 for a sprint, uh, yeah, probably I would be like I don't I I don't normally uh, be I'm not part of the sprints in the race. <laughs> now you obviously pretty handy at the mountains though, and obviously on the time trial bike as well. They've got you 85 for that, so uh, yeah. kudos for that one. <laughs> um, so, what are the goals for you for for the rest of the season, maybe the next coming years for your own development? Did you plan out a path or? Well, for me, the next the next goal uh, is <laughs> it sounds strange, but the next goal is to to get residency in Europe. And uh, because without that, I can't have any goals racing in Europe because I can't I can't be in Europe. But we have a plan. We have a plan B. If I can't return to to Europe in after my my visa expires, and the plan will then be to go to um, tour of Britain and then. Hopefully, I can have a good result there. And then with the national team, if I do world championship for experience, it's always it's always a nice event. I've done world championship last year as under twenty three as well. And then after that, I think it's a tour of tour of China, hopefully, and then focus on on that for a really good result, just to finish off the year and uh, yeah, get a good result. And how was it then, if you? maybe already look back or maybe not look back but in general what is it like to be riding for dementia data and for the quebec charity because obviously you are from south africa it's africa's team uh how do you feel when you put on that race kit yeah it's really special it's um it's i think all the south africans are really proud of this team and proud to be in the world tour um it's yeah, racing for a team like that and with the charity behind it uh, it's really special because we know we know what um, what bikes can do for for uh, people in South Africa and on and all over Africa. Um, yeah, giving them giving them a bicycle can really change their life and get them education and just make the life easier. So we really it's really motivating and we really try to to do our part for for the Kubeka charity. Yeah, I always find it like an awesome charity. And I think usually sometimes in the beginning of the year, you guys um, visit some of the, the, the cities where you donate the bikes as well? or Yes, in, uh, we normally when we have the training camp in November, then we would also visit um, some schools and areas where we will hand over bicycles. And it's really that's really amazing to see, um, to see some children... Uh, smile when they when they get the bicycle and you can see that it will make a difference in their life and uh it's probably like in in most cases when you when you hand over the bicycle you can see that that is the 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 biggest present um that that child has ever received or it's not a present i they have to work for it but it's the biggest thing they've ever received in their life do you still remember your own uh first bike Yes, I remember my like my I think my own my first bike was 
my bro I have a, a brother that's two years older than me, so when he got his first bike, then I was still small. So I my first bike was his bike when he was too big for his bike. So uh, it was a really small bike, and uh, yeah, it was. I think since the day that I've uh, started riding, I just love the sport and or love cycling, and then yeah, from there on, I just started to get better and better and better bikes, and then. Uh, it's something you love and then I remember when I was in uh, when I was 16 17 years old and I still had my own bike and then from 18 years I got a bike from the team when when it was empty in Quebec and the first that was the first sponsor bike which is really amazing because it feels like you worked so hard to get to where you to get there and then you have your first real team and you receive a bike and some kit and everything is is for free so at that stage is yeah, it's, it's really it really makes you happy all right uh we're going to move into the tux turbo talks fan question of the week each week we've got uh, questions coming in for fans and uh, we've got a few coming in obviously for you as well the one we picked out is uh, came in via instagram by uh, the skills coach is it true that you can play the guitar yes that is uh, that is true i normally when we would have a training camp in South Africa, I was in uh, when uh, when we were, when I was in the continental team in South Africa. When we had a training camp in South Africa, I would normally take my guitar to um, the training camp as well. And then when we have a, we go when we have a braai at night, and we're making a fire, sitting around the fire. I would normally play play the guitar. And uh, yes, I I love playing the guitar, and uh, it helps me relax and. Uh, Yes, it's uh, yeah. I just love it. And some singing uh, along with it as well, or yeah, <laughs> I don't think the singing is is as good as my cycling. But <laughs> I won't. I won't. <laughs> I will rather just uh, keep with the playing, and then I'll normally ask someone else to sing the song. Because uh, if I have to sing, I would probably just ruin the song. Okay, is there someone on the team who has actually a good voice? No, but normally in cycling. You have one or two teammates where they always they they always keen to sing some song or so they would just give it a go even if it's not good they just go, give it everything. All right, ever were the guys on your team? Yeah, and the continental team. I haven't really I haven't really played the guitar in the world Tour team. <laughs> so yeah, ah, hopefully okay. <laughs> I I get a chance to do that and see what the guys what they what they start singing in with the song. All right, awesome. Hey, um, we're going to wrap it up with just some uh, rapid-fire questions, if you're up for it. We did it last week with, with Michael Woods, and everyone was pretty, uh, yeah, basically is backed by popular demand to rapid-fire questions. Are you up for it? Yes. All right. Um, either sign an autograph or post for a selfie. Uh, sign an autograph. The Proteus or the Springboks? Uh, Springboks. Girona or Luca? Gerona for sure. <laughs> Your favorite climb? Uh, my favorite climb. It's a difficult one. Um, I don't really know. It's, uh, San Pellegrino in Luca is quite nice. Okay. Favorite off season activity? Uh, uh, mountain biking, I would say. Okay. There's. <laughs> The strongest rider you raced against in an under-23 race who still needs to be signed by a World Tour team? 
that's a difficult one. I, I that I that one is going to require a bit of thinking. <laughs> there's so, <laughs> especially in Italy, there's so many strong guys um, that are really underrated. Um, yeah, there's really there's there's some strong guys, but yeah, that, that one I'm not sure. Okay, and then the last one: Who knows his wines better, Ben O'Connor or you? Uh, ben O'Connor. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> is it a bit of Margaret River versus uh, Stellenbosch? Yeah, I don't. I think I haven't actually had wine with him, um, but he seems like he's a guy that um, that knows a bit of his wine. And he also, I, I also, I love wine, and he also loves wine. So, um, but the reason why I say Ben O'Connor is because I know I don't know much. Uh, okay, well, maybe at the end of the tour of, uh, of uh, Tour de Pologne, when you guys had a great race, then uh, maybe open up a good bottle that uh, the Ben advises. Yes, for sure. <laughs> All right, All right. Uh, we've got to wrap it up. Uh, thanks, Stefan, for your time. And yeah, the best of luck in uh, in Poland and in the, for the rest of the season. Hopefully all the visa issues will be uh, sorted out quickly. Yes, thanks. I also hope so. <laughs> All right, awesome. Thanks for jumping on. And thank you all for listening. Don't forget to spread the word about the Tux Turbo Talks podcast. Subscribe, rate and review. This was Rob Bauer with Stefan de Bot from Team Dimension Data. Stay tuned for a new Tux Turbo Talks next week. <laughs>